Hey guys, welcome back to Rebel Radio. This week is gonna be exciting because we have two major cards right around the corner. But this week we'll be discussing the upcoming MFN 10 card that's gonna be happening in Dubai at the Grand Palacio Versace. So Piyush, 12 fights, four title bouts. What is happening? What is Alan Fernandez doing? I think whatever he's doing is working because now it's the 10th edition of MFN Absolutely. and that's very, very appreciable. That is taking Indian MMA to new heights. So yeah, I think it's an exciting card in itself. We have got four title fights, which is the first time MFN is introducing a belt. Yes. So yeah, that's going to be some uh, fun killer fights that we are going to watch. So Alan Fernandez, thank you so much. You are turning out to be the Dana White of India. A great card, I must say. So we're looking forward to it. In this episode, we, me and Piyush will be previewing most of the, most of the fights and uh, giving you our thoughts about what we think, who's going to win, who's not going to win, their game plan, so on and so forth. So should we start? Sure. Uh, let's just introduce our viewers to the MFN itself. Yes. What do you think? Because a lot of our community members probably are new to MFN or don't know about MFN. So uh, what is MFN? MFN is the Matrix Fight Night. It's brought to you by the Shroff family, obviously spearheaded by the one and only Alan Fernandez. This is the 10th episode of uh, Matrix Fight Night. Uh, Matrix Fight Night started, I think, with a dream to bring about a change in the mixed martial arts scene in the country. They were the first ones to treat the fighters like they're supposed to be treated, uh, like royalty sometimes, because they are living at five-star hotels, uh, red carpet is being laid out for them, there's good prize money, and of course, a great future. You know, so I think for people who do not know Matrix Fight Night, you should definitely get into it if you want to be in the same uh, context of mixed martial arts with everyone else. So I think Matrix Fight Night today, uh, without a doubt, is the biggest name uh, in India. And hopefully with time, it'll be on the same level as some of the bigger promotions that we have in Asia. So that is Matrix Fight Night in a nutshell. Uh, going forward to the fights, Piyush, should we start with the banger of a fight between the two girls or what do you say? 100%. So, Pooja Tomer versus oh, Killer B. B. Killer B, Miss Nguyen, if we are pronouncing your name right. So, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? So, as far as uh, I've seen uh, B's fight, she has amazing stand-up game. She uh, is a full-on striker and she also has good takedown games. She uh, did a couple of takedowns in her fights, which we were studying. Uh, apart from that, Pooja Tomar is another ferocious striker. We saw her knock out uh, very, very cleanly uh, in the last fight. Uh, I, do you remember who the I last th fight I was? I think she just... Uh, Tenzing Pena. Tenzing Pena, yeah. So th this was a girl from the Northeast who yeah, uh, got, got knocked out. She got knocked out in uh, less than 30 seconds. Yeah. So that was uh, very uh, fantastic to watch as viewers. Like, whenever there's a knockout, you're excited. Yes. And... Uh, Pooja Tomar has shown us that she has that capability. Yes. So when both of these girls clash, it will be banger of a fight where they both will go to take off each other's head. Yes. So I think it's a very, very exciting fight for the fans. And since it's a title fight, that just adds on another layer of excitement because for the first time, we are going to have a female champion from India. Oh, absolutely. Because as you rightly said, we were reviewing some of the fights. Both fighters ferocious. Uh, obviously, Nguyen... Uh, having won the previous fight that between uh, Pooja and Nguyen, 
Uh, it was, I think it was not in the mixed martial oh, yeah, arts domain. They, they've already fought before. They've already fought before. So I think uh, Pooja is kind of prepared for what is coming uh, with uh, Killer B. Because Killer B doesn't back out. She no. is a monster. I've seen her fight against uh, Stamp Fatex, uh, also against Ritu Fogart, and also against the fighter that she's going to be fighting in the next couple although, of days. It is interesting that in the Ritu Fogart's fight, um, Ritu managed to take her down a lot of times, but she just kept getting up, kept wrestling back up to her feet, and Ritu could not do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And then Killer B uh, started to pour down heavy strikes yes. and took away the match. So I think um, it can be uh, another one of her skills which we haven't seen the octagon before where she goes for a takedown this time knowing that Pooja Tomer probably is not very very prepared in that specific uh, part of the game because Pooja is mainly a striker but as I said it will be an interesting clash of styles because uh, both of them have the same pedigree but whoever pulls that trump card will be the winner. I think you very rightly said because uh, the only difference between Pooja and Killer is Killer is literally, as her name says, a killer with a, someone with a killer instinct. She is a fighter that pressures you till you give up because we've seen the earlier fights. She doesn't back, back down. She's quite a fantastic fighter. So let's see. It's going to be interesting. Like we, uh, we, we were discussing the first title bout. Uh, we will have the first uh, female champion out of MFN on... November 18th, so watch out for this fight. Uh, okay, the difficult question now. Pick one. I think uh, given their uh, style and given their experience, I'll definitely go with Killer B, B Nguyen or Nguyen. Um, Pooja Tomer, uh, if she wins, she'll uh, surprise me. Um, let's see, it's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah, I think uh, you were right. I'm also going to go with Killer B this time. Not based out of anything, but based out of her experience and her history. You know, she is a monster when it comes to the striking arts. And hopefully she brings out the trump card like you rightly said a couple of seconds ago. So there you have it. The first bout that we just discussed is the strawweight bout between two champions. And hopefully uh, the better champion wins this time. Moving on to the next one. Punyajit Likharu versus Jorge Stanovich. This uh, is going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm very, very excited for this fight, especially because we get to see Punyajit back in action. Yes. And uh, for people who don't know, in Indian MMA, Punyajit is one of the most talented fighters that India has ever produced. Uh, he trains out of uh, cross train. Right now, he's training in the Bali MMA. Yeah. He's a training partner and very good friend of Anshul Jubli, who we all know now, if you are in Indian MMA scene, you should be knowing who Anshul Jubli is. Our first fighter who is going to uh, make waves in the UFC, hopefully. He's already made waves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, he's going to be the, uh, the one person that Dana White signs up again. And uh, his opponent, Georgie, oh. this guy, he's fantastic because we saw that he's just 61 or 62 kgs. He fights in that division. And uh, in the last MFN, MFN number nine, he... Uh, bumped up to a weight class, the lightweight, and took on to one of the most uh, valuable valuable fighter of uh, MFN till now, that is Sanjeet Budhwar. Wow, and nice. uh, he did not get taken out by Sanjeet, which is a statement itself, because how many people can say that about themselves, right? Yeah, Sanjeet, because Sanjeet is a knockout artist. Yes, he knocks he everyone out. He knocks everyone out. Uh, the first round I remember in uh, MFN 9, this guy was much smaller. He managed to take Sanjit down and he held him 
on the mount position for the whole round. So it was uh, kind of impressive for someone as small as our friend uh, Stanovich do that to Sanjeet. And he has great heart as well because we saw him fatiguing and he was taking those body shots in that fight. Sanjeet was definitely teeing off him later on in the rounds. Yes. But this guy managed to survive, which is hats off to him. Yeah. Um, against Punajit though, Punajit is such a slick submission artist. His jiu-jitsu is fantastic. He has great wrestling. He mixes it up so well. Yes. He's very, very well-rounded in his game. So I think Punajit has an upper hand in this one. Although there will be a strength factor which might play in because um, Dorji is very very strong yeah. so and also has a decent jiu-jitsu game he does he we does. saw him submit some of his uh, opponents yes opponents in the you know different then, uh, yeah different circuit of fighting. different circuit of fighting let's not yeah. name names so yeah, yeah. but Punijit uh, he has fought in the MFN twice uh, one was uh, MFN 3 where he fought uh, Mayan Kohli. That was a banger of a fight, a fight that I will remember. Two awesome fighters. Uh, unfortunately, Mayank uh, was declared the loser and in a unanimous decision, which went towards Punyajit. And also recently in MFN6, he fought Anthony Siam, where Punyajit submitted him in the very first round. Yeah. So like you said, it's uh, almost similar styles, but I am still... I'm going to say that Punijit has better overall game than my friend Hore or Stanovich. Yeah. So who are we going with this one? I think I'll go with Punijit. Just depending on the more well-rounded ability, uh, I think Punijit should take this one. Yeah, me too. Because uh, Not because I've trained with him, uh, but because his skills... I mean, he was always a skilled fighter, but he's been training a lot. And also with Anshul Jubli and some of the better guys at Bali MMA. So this one, in my opinion also, I think Punijit's going to take it. But again, it's a fight game. Nobody knows. These are just opinions. Please do not take it otherwise. This is what we feel because we are just two people trying to discuss uh, games uh, based on things that we see on YouTube, other things. So again, Punijit. Now the next one. Digambar Singh Rawat versus Akib Ali for the lightweight bout. Um. What can we say about Digambar after the last performance that he had? I mean, uh, it has become an iconic moment in uh, MFN history, I guess. It's in the history books, what he did to Prakram in that yeah. MFN 9 fight. His striking was so damn accurate. He was throwing knees, he was throwing elbows, he was throwing uh, spinning shit. He was just firing on all cylinders in that fight. And Parakram literally had uh, no answers for him. Yeah, Parakram started pretty well with his uh, signature left kick. But again, Digambar was too uh, surgical with his striking. Yeah, he was a better striker in that fight. And unfortunately, Parakram did not have any other tools to, uh, you know, counter his striking. And uh, Digambar just put a striking clinic on him. But what... Is more memorable for me when we were watching that match was the stoppage. Oh wow! Yeah, because that was that was a late stoppage by the referee. We remember that. that we remember yeah. that image of him being against the cage, Prakram, and then the Gamba teeing off him. Yeah, I mean his mouth guard fell yeah. off. Uh, I think Abhishek was the referee. He went to pick up the mouth guard, and thankfully Daniel from outside the cage uh, signaled to Abhishek that this fight had to be called off, and uh, that's how it was stopped. Otherwise, Parakram could have been hurt really bad. Yeah. So that was insane. So thank God for Daniel just stepping up at the right time. Because I understand uh, refereeing inside such a 
high octane performance can be daunting for referees also, they are also human beings. But having said that, you need to make sure that uh, you don't hurt your fighters because that clinic was dangerous because Parakram was bleeding profusely and uh, Digambar was throwing elbows, spinning elbows, knees to the face and I'm glad it, it stopped when it yeah. did. In the same vein, uh, props to Prakram because he took all that beating and still stayed standing up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a lot of fighters would have quit in that position. Like they would have just gone fetal mode and uh, given yeah, up. We've trained with him, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, we've trained with Parakram. Yeah, he's, he is a beast in himself. Uh, great fighter. Hopefully we get to see him again. Uh, because I remember him knocking out Sandeep Yadav with his signature left kick. That was brutal. I think it was also the first round. This so is Prakram? It was Parakram. Uh, and he has the knockout power. His legs do have the knockout power. Hopefully we get to see him soon in some of the upcoming MFN cards. But he's meeting a debutant, uh, MFN debutant in Akib Ali. Akib, Akib fights Ali. out of Ronin. Uh, what do you think about him? Uh, so I got a train with Akib uh, when I went to Ronin, when we went for Strangle yes. uh, Kolkata. And uh, we did a training session. He's a very, very talented young fighter to come out of uh, absolutely nowhere, if you think about it. He uh, is fully homegrown, uh, supported by Team Ronin Jiu-Jitsu. So shout out to the team. Yes. They are doing good work under coach Debayan, who is himself a very, very talented Jiu-Jitsu guy. And uh, Akib is... Uh, like, he really did wonders because he won the very, very grueling Road to MFN, right? Oh, yes. Road to MFN I remember was you were there and you uh, saw the whole event. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a legit fighter, bro. I mean, he just uh, went through the ranks and he uh, obviously clinched that coveted MFN contract. So, I think he deserves to be there. But again, uh, having said that, uh, because it's his uh, debut against one of the hardest and the most surgical strikers in MFN. I, I'm uh, kind of wary about uh, his matchup. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, my thought is that to win this fight, he uh, probably does not want to strike with what we saw Digamba bring to the table last time. So probably he has a switch strategy, go for more of grappling style uh, game plan. Mm. And if he can execute that perfectly, because I've rolled with him, he has very, very decent jujutsu. He has good wrestling. He has good explosive ability. So if he can combine all that with good striking, uh, you never know what can happen. But as I said, this is debut. Nerves will be a factor. Yes. Whereas Digambar has now uh, stayed in the octagon. He looked very, very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. And they train... Uh, Digambar trains at Mutant, right? At Mutant, one of the best teams in so the country, yeah, Mutant, I think. Mutant is a powerhouse in Indian MMA right now, just shelling uh, out new fighters uh, every single time that we see them with Angad Bist as their head coach. Yes. So, I think it's kind of 50-50 for me, maybe 60-40 in favor of Digambar, just because of the experience factor. But uh, I would never count Akib out, because sometimes when you are, you are doing your debut, you want to show them you have You're that hungry. extra motivation. You're hungry also, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's uh, also, yeah, probably I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incline towards Digambar, just because of what I saw. And it is Akib's uh, pro debut in the MFN circuit. Hopefully, they start uh, getting, they have a great fight and hopefully we get to see a banger of a fight between these two. So I choose the gamber uh, for now, but you never know. Again, it's my opinion. Mid-fight, mid-fight, you can change your uh, opinion. Mid-fight, mid-fight. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have any bets going on in India. We don't yeah. have 
those and, and both of these guys are super young because digamber is also 23 year old so yeah, akib is also very young isn't yeah. he so it's great to see that we are producing such promising talent yes. who are making the matches so interesting that we cannot just say ki oh one or the other person is going to just uh, run through the other one no it's not going to be that way and uh, it's great that indian mma indian mma future looks in very very safe hands with these guys yes. propping up of course because yeah this is just mfn 10 i hope we get to mfn 50 60 like the ufc 281 yeah so kudos to you guys and all the best to you to both of you hope the best man win so let's move on uh let's move on to the featherweight fight between mr rahul thapa and avizo lanamai rahul thapa what can you say about this guy um, <laughs> i mean uh, he was a former training partner with yes. us very very hard working very very uh, uh talented guy who never quits just works relentlessly hard um his last fight was his mfn debut yeah after terrorizing absolutely the <laughs> amateur, amateur circuit, circuit in the country like we had to literally beg him to move out of the amateur circuit and start yeah. going pro because he was like no i have to accomplish 50 uh, amateur 50, wins yeah. uh, and he would just go to these amateur competitions nationals and um, smoke everyone smoke everyone double leg everyone carry them to the judges corners and then dump them just to prove a point that he's so much better than all these guys So I think amateur uh, <coughs> circuit is breathing a sigh of relief. Yes, they are. Now that he's in uh, the pro circuit and he made a very very good debut where he uh, finished a purple belt Kushal Vyas in the first fight. So I'm very excited to see uh, how he showcases his skills in this next match. Uh he's going against Aviso Lanamai, right? So Aviso is another very uh, great talent to come out of another promising and um, powerhouse of a team. TCA TCA Nagaland shout out to you guys what yes. an amazing gym under coach Kremli yeah. so so yeah, these guys are strikers but again if you just go to the octagon and think these guys are going to be striking with you they have amazing wrestling yeah. they have amazing counter wrestling they will strike you to Timbuktu but again they'll counter wrestle with you we were just uh, reviewing his fights uh some of some of the techniques were not there because his wizards were not in place uh, when somebody had a body lock on him but hopefully uh the coaches have worked towards his uh his wrestling defenses because rahul thapa if he gets you in a body lock you are going down yeah so rahul's uh, greatest strength is his wrestling game yeah. he's super super strong guy if he locks his hands around you he will take you down especially if he puts you against the cage he is very very experienced over there and um, even the team that he trains at right now they specialize in this form of grappling uh, yes. ability so i think uh, avizo if he can defend the takedowns and keeps it standing or manages to get on top because last fight we saw he has a ferocious ground and pound absolutely yes where he stood on top of guard and still uh, managed to pummel the opponent on the bottom i think it was um, i think it was let me abhishek negi abhishek negi yeah so it's it's going to be interesting i think uh, I would favor Rahul if it goes to the ground on his terms otherwise Avizo has great striking great stand up and uh, very good ground and pound ground for and himself pound. Yeah. so I think this fight is very very equal in my opinion I think it's in a coll- collision course because both yes. of them are coming from 10 Oh yeah and both of them are 10 Yeah 10 So zero, what so. do we say to that <laughs> What do we say I don't know somebody zero is going to be Somebody zero has yeah. to go Somebody zero has to go I hope Yeah it is uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I cannot pick anyone from here because both of them are very, very bright talents. So not being biased out of yeah. anything, but uh, we love both of them. Great fighters, great ambassadors of the sport. So may the best man win. Just because I know Rahul Thapa personally, I think I would go out on a limb and say uh, that I would pick Rahul Thapa for this fight. But I wouldn't be sad if one of them, like either of them, won. I mean, yeah. both are amazing talents. May the best man win. Yeah, may How the best that? man win. Let's about, let's go. Let's go with that for now. So. That is Rahul Thapa versus our man Avizo Lanamai. Now let's go back a little bit and talk about the excitement that MFN is bringing. All the cards are bloody stacked. Yeah. So it's going to be a banger of a tournament. MFN 10, I think you'll get to see skill levels that have skill levels that you've not seen before. So if you are not tuning in or you're not planning to tune in, if you have plans on November 18th, you should cancel it because this time it's not going to be Facebook Live. This, uh, this time MFN has cracked the deal with uh, Disney Hotstar. So they'll be streaming uh, the event live on Disney Hotstar. So block your dates for that. Moving on, uh, Richard Merns. Just, just taking a step back, what a great uh, show of strength by MFN bagging a deal with yes. one of the biggest companies, one of the biggest... Yeah, I think it is the biggest world championship uh, if you look at it, uh, without a TV deal, there is not much money that can come in. Yes. With the TV deal, what the marketing team can go f uh, towards is getting more people to invest in uh, the sport through advertising. And if there is more money coming through advertising, the fighters are getting paid more. If the fighters are getting paid more, the rest of the country watching them will train harder. Exactly. So, that, uh, so everybody levels up. Everybody you know? grows. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a money game. So... Congratulations to the MFN team for bagging this deal with Disney Hotstar, one of the better channels that we have in the OTT circuit uh, today. So yeah, uh, good point, Piyush. So should we move on with Richard sure. Burns? Yeah. So Richard Burns and our man Shamanand. Shamanand has been on a spree after his loss to Sanjeet Pudwa in MFN four. He simply has been decimating people. MFN 7, we saw what he did to Abhishek Negi. And the recently, uh, uh, MFN 8, if I'm not wrong, MFN 8, he ran through Krishna here. I think it was 9, the last. Uh, I think it MFN was MFN 8. Okay. Okay. I think it was man. MFN 8. He just, he just been running. He's like a madman possessed to avenge his first loss with... Uh, Sanjeev Budwar. It would have been interesting if these two guys ha uh, could be pitted against each other because it would have been the best grudge match in history, in, yeah. in MFN's history. But again, he is also meeting a very, very seasoned fighter in Mr. Richard Burns. So take it away, bro. What are your thoughts? So here's the thing. Shamanand, uh, as you rightly said, his first fight against Sanjeev Budwar, he made a debut against a very, very experienced guy. And uh, there's no blames that he lost that match. It's totally fine. Happens when you are debuting against such a experienced guy who has been competing in boxing professionally for years. But I think he took it very personally. Yeah, and he did because then he came back. <coughs> Excuse me. God bless you. And then he came back and then just demolished Abhishek Negi. I think if we talk about the most bloody fight, bloodiest fight in the UFC in the MFN history. Uh, the Parakram match and then uh, this Abhishek match, Negi. Abhishek Negi match stands out because he took him down multiple times, opened him up with the elbows 
and um, again he comes from icsa which is a very very good fight team they had kantaraj agasa oh yeah recently win at one the championship legend. and uh, i think they are coached by uh, coach jitesh who is again a very very low key name but very uh, experienced coach in mma so their strategy is is going to be uh, on point that i cannot doubt um but he's going to face a veteran as you said richard munns and i have personally competed against richard munns and i can tell you he's no joke he's a very very legit brown belt in brazilian jiu jitsu and if he gets on top of you he's like a python he will just constrict you with pressure uh, and his submissions from every position so very very talented uh, mma athlete and he had been lobbying for a match uh, against in mfn yeah against sanjit budwar but i think mfn was like okay first i'll throw you uh, shyamanan try to get past this man on a mission yeah, then and we'll... then we'll talk about sanjit so i hope that match also eventually happens and as i said sanjit versus shyamanan is another great fight in, yes. in the process of making in the future so i think in this fight again it's a very very nail biting contest um i would go with shyamanand just because he's physically much more uh, dominant yeah he has gained like huge size whereas richard is a little bit smaller if we think about it but both of them are fighting featherweight so 65 both of them are fighting featherweight but the strength discrepancy post uh, vein i think will be there i guess and shyamanand has more reach in my opinion he's a, lo- a lanky fighter taller fighter um uh, it's going to be interesting yeah because I, we've been I, studying richard burns yeah. richard burns burns comes with a lot of experience his record is about did you uh, say burns 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 <laughs> richard burns <laughs> my apology richard okay i think uh, he has about you uh, thought about gilbert burns right gilbert burns yeah <laughs> richard burns so yeah. he is about 5 he has about 5 pro fights under his uh, belt he is 1 3 and lost 2 apparently he's a I'm a specialist if you check his uh, videos on YouTube you will see that he is no joke I mean it's not going to be a cakewalk for anyone standing in front of him uh but yeah like you said it's different lights you know and Richard has been uh in India for a while now he's in Nepal uh, training with uh Jimkhana I'm guessing so I don't know how is training how Exactly so I think that is my biggest uh um you know kind of concern concern with that fight is that richard is not having a probably great camp under much more experienced coaches whereas because he is the one coaching people yeah no. he is the one who is coaching other people so i don't know if you can prepare yourself that well uh, in course of a fight but shamanand has had a great camp of fighters he has a great coach at his disposal he is bigger he is again hungrier uh because he's super young right now while richard has been a veteran of the sport for 5 6 7 years now mm-hmm. so um it's going to be interesting bout i'm leaning a little bit more towards shamanand i think a little bit of regional bias is coming into my mind because shamanand is from bihar i'm from jharkhand so very very close neighbors so i think i'll go with shamanand if he wins i want to see that sanjeet budwa fight happen yeah and him getting the revenge on sanjeet yeah it's going to be interesting like you said i mean let's see what happens uh, i'm who, also who leaning towards i'm also leaning towards shamanand because i've seen what he can do richard is more technical uh, if he takes you to the ground he's got great ground control like you said brown belt in jiu jitsu 
Shamanan's jiu-jitsu is definitely going to be tested in this yes, one. Yes, because so. if Richard can take Shamanan down, because we've not seen Shamanan being taken down to the ground and yes. pounded, I hope uh, that ferocity will still be there when you're getting ground and pounded by someone like Richard Mertz. But having said that, I have the India bias, and uh, 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 Shamanan has been one of the most... Uh, dynamic examples in the MMA circuit and for that reason alone I'm gonna uh, choose Shamanan myself too. So but again ladies and gentlemen that was uh, MFN 10. Uh, we'll be back with a short break. Thank you. Sara, my pick is your pick. But we can pick We know who the better fighter is. I was thinking Richard Munns. Because dominate Ready, ready. One, two, three. All right, welcome back, guys. We were previewing the MFN 10 card. That's going to happen in the next couple of days on November 18th at the Grand Palazzo Versace in Dubai. Uh, we were just previewing some of the top cards. Now we are getting back to another female bout between Jojo Kumari and Priya Sharma. Jojo Rajkumari. And Jojo Rajkumari Priya and Priya Sharma. Uh, this is going to be a strawweight fight. Uh, it's a... Uh, oh, fuck it again. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the episode where we are previewing MFN 10, which is going to be uh, held at the Grand Palazzo Versace in Dubai on November 18th. So stay tuned. We've been uh, reviewing, uh, previewing a lot of fights so far. Next up, we have Jojo Rajkumari and Priya Sharma in the strawweight division. What do you think? Jojo Rajkumari, we saw her knock out like freakishly Mary Jane in MFN 9, oh, remember that? 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 that was insane, she, she mummified. I don't even knocked know Knocked her out cold with her hands up in the air. It was crazy, it was and scary. It was, was like, it, it was not like even a proper touch knockout. I don't know how it happened, but it was like she it just was touched the left the air. overhand yeah. that has touched Mary Jane's chin. That should uh, that tells us what a chin is like. She just yeah. froze with the hands she up. She just like fell like a it was crazy tree. <laughs> she just fell like a tree and yeah. laid down like a tree. The referee had to turn her around. I hope she felt better after that. But yeah, it was scary. So that shows us that Jojo Rajkumari can knock out people. And, and she which, can also armbar people. In uh, yeah. MFN 7, she also armbarred who? Ishika Thite. Ishika One Thite. minute, 37 seconds. So she has good ground abilities and she has good striking abilities. Complete fighter. Complete fighter. So, uh, but, so it's Priya Sharma. I have uh, known Priya for a while. Uh, she is a judoka initially. Then uh, she has great... Uh, striking skills. She's been training with a lot of camps. She was also with uh, Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Fitness in Mumbai under Chetanya Gavali. They have a great uh, set of fighters with great wrestling, great striking and also good BJJ. Uh, then she started training with Cross Train Fight Club. Then obviously she got a scholarship to Fatex in Thailand, which is kudos to you again. Uh, it's a very coveted uh, scholarship uh, to train again with some of the best guys in the business and now she's back she to India. I trained with Stam Fairtex also, Stam right? Fairtex, yeah, I think they hang out in the same room. So I th I'm hoping that her striking has only gotten better. So it's going to be interesting. The Priya also recently just fought a Muay Thai bout, which she won uh, unanimously, which was great to see. 
But yeah, it's I don't even know. I mean, I've not seen Priya in this scene for a long time, at least so inside yeah, the Priya, octagon. Priya's Priya's MMA last MMA fight was probably 2019. 2019. And she won that fight, so it will be a comeback fight for her. Now, Jojo Rajkumari has competed very, very recently, so there are no nerves on her part in the octagon yes. or in the cage, whatever you want to call it. But I think I'll uh, take Jojo Rajkumari just because <clears throat> she has competed very, very recently. She does not have uh, the same nerve problem that Priya might face going into a uh, cage again. Yeah, But so. Priya, according to me, could take this one. Why? I'll tell you. Because once she takes you to the ground, she's pretty dominant. She's got great hip. Uh, she's got great hips and her ground control is quite insane. I can say this because uh, I have rolled with her. I've sparred with her. So I'm biased that way. And hopefully uh, she is the fighter that she's always wanted to become. So this one for me, uh, it'll be a very thin margin, but I'm rooting for Priya this time. Cool. So finally, we disagree, guys. <laughs> we don't disagree. We just choose fighters. <laughs> so uh, till now, we have uh, picked all the correct same fighters. This one is the first one where uh, you are picking Priya Sharma and I'm going with Jojo Rajkumari. Let's move on to the next fight. A title fight again. Title fight. Mr. Angad Bisht, the face of Indian MMA right yes. now. Yes. And versus Mohammed Kamal from Egypt. Okay, so so this one is a little bit weird for me right off the bat because this is a title fight and I was researching on Mohammed Kamal. He has lost his last three fights. Yeah, funny. So how can you put a guy who has lost three fights directly into a title contention? I do not understand. But it's against Angad Bist who has been on a winning spree. Three fight winning spree. Chungren, Chatanya and Himanshu. Yes. Seven, eight, nine. And did he did he beat uh, Chaitanya in the last fight? Yes, uh, he clipped him, then he took his back, choked him out. Yes. So that was a very, very complete performance on Angad's part. And again, uh, he has been in the scene for quite a bit. Um, he runs a very, very successful mutant academy in Dehradun. Yeah. So I think I'm definitely going to go with Angad in this one because Mohammed Gamal lost last three fights. I don't know. Um, he looks like he has decent wrestling. But he also tends to shoot uh, blindly. Yeah. And Angad Bist can counter that with a flying knee or something of that sort. So, yeah, Angad is a very dynamic fighter. I, yeah. mean, he's, I mean, I've seen, I've known Angad for a long time through Reebok Fight Nights. He was the You Can't See Me kid. Now he's become one of the big names in the yeah. Indian MMA circuit. And it is all through his sheer hard work. And the kind of talent that is building in a place like Dehradun is also very, very commendable. So kudos to you, Angad, and also a big shout out to Mutant MMA for, you know, harnessing this kind of power and bringing about this mountain beasts to the Indian MMA circuit. So yeah, Angad overall is a great fight. His wrestling is legit. His ground game is quite good. If you could choke someone out like Chaitanya Gavali, which who is a purple belt. Yes. Yeah. So uh, obviously a strike, but I think Angad is more of a grappler than a striker in my opinion. But like you said, uh, Mohammed, the last uh, couple of fights we uh, saw, he is uh, he shoots blindly. Hopefully he's evolved because we are hoping this is going to be another fight where we talk about India versus Pakistan, just like the cricket rivalries that we have. Because this kind of thing. 
Mohammed is Egypt. Egypt. Sorry, okay. My mistake. Uh, Egypt. So yeah. But yeah, there is a clash of nationalities. There's a clash of nationalities over here. Mm. So it's going to be a lot, lot at stake for Angad because he's fighting at home turf. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. Everybody is rooting for him. But if he makes any kind of mistake, I mean, the tables could turn because it's an MMA bout. It's so dynamic. Yeah. Fighting is such a dynamic sport where one second and everything would go wrong. If you remember yeah. the uh, Edward... Uh, versus uh, Kumaro Usman fight. Oh. Kumaro Usman was... <laughs> Who can forget that? Uh, Kumaro Usman was dominating uh, all the round and suddenly that left kick from hell lands right. and... Historic comeback. It's, it's light out, lights out for one of the greatest ever in uh, UFC. So anything can happen but uh, for me, uh, right now, it's going to be Angad Bisht because, yeah, three fight winning streak his confidence is at all time high he also did a fantastic camp outside of india so he's been working very hard and i think he deserves it hopefully after anshul jubli someone like him gets to represent us in bigger promotions so all the best to you angad bisht i hope you get the title home or we are rooting for you let's move on or you want to you have something to ponder on this point uh yeah i completely agree with you angad bisht is and hopefully should take that w uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next fight. This is the bantamweight bout. Yes, this is also a title bout. This is another title bout. So this is the third title bout that we are going to discuss with the fourth one again, yeah. our main man Sanjeev Budwar. Dhruv Chaudhary versus Ulumi Karim from Pakistan. I confused myself over here. So this is the India versus Pakistan fight. Yes. Uh, forget about rivalries, guys. It just should be nice. Uh, I mean. It used to be, it, it is great till people are fighting, but again, we don't want it to get into that divide, divide and... Sports uh, unite, sports, yeah. Uh, yeah, sports unite. You know, religions divide and sports unite. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a banger. Dhruv is uh, an, a beast when it comes to fighting. We've seen what he can do with his hands. He's a kickboxer apparently, but his ground game is kind of good. Uh, we would have loved to see him control Sanjit Budwa better because he had taken the back for at least three minutes. But he didn't have a body triangle and he could have finished Sanjit because at one point in time I saw his right hand move under his chin with a yeah. short choke, he could have finished. But again, who am I to say because I've not fought any MMA. There are other things. But as an outsider, I would say I hope uh, you have bettered your ground game because you are one of the better fighters in the country and you are a veteran also. If I may just look at, yeah, you fought 21 fights, bro. 13 wins and 8 losses. So... I mean, you are one of the pioneers of Indian MMA. So, your thoughts? Yeah, so Dhruv Chaudhary, as I said, has been the guy who has uh, put Sanjeet Budwar in most of the trouble that he has ever been in a fight. Yes. With his back taken, gotten taken down multiple times, and then having a fully locked uh, strangle. Although he couldn't finish, maybe uh, he has uh, worked on his ground game since then and became a little bit more better. And um, Ulumi Karim, I was watching this guy fight against another brilliant Indian uh, fighter in Brave, that is Mohammed Farhad. And that fight was also a banger of a fight until Farhad got a knockout of the ear on Ulumi. So that was bad luck on Ulumi's part or great performance by Farhad. Uh, you can say both of that. But since then, Ulumi has uh, got a victory in the next fight. Yeah, I think he, uh, uh, for 9-6, uh, uh, 15 fights. And yeah, last fight he won. Yeah, so he has gotten back to the winning circuit. 
And now we get to see him go against Dhruv Chaudhary, who, as you said, is a very, very well-rounded fighter in himself. Even so, uh, Ulumi, bro, we were just looking at those videos, remember? Yeah. And Ulumi looked legit. His combinations, uh, when he's standing up, his takedowns, he looked very, very seasoned. So yes. this could go either way. But uh, like always, I'm going to root for Dhruv. Not because of anything else, but because I've seen him fight multiple times and I've seen if, seen him come. He's uh, beaten some of the better guys in the MMA circuit, like Sumit Khade. Yeah. Uh, obviously. And he could. he's the only one who I've seen, like you said, control the monster that is uh, Budwar. So, you want to pick or we should... I think, I think I'll also go with uh, Dhruv Chaudhary on this one. Ulumi um, might be back, but I don't know how his chin stands uh, after those uh, bad knockouts. Yeah. So I think but Dhruv fight Chaudhary fans, should take uh, Fight it. fans, I can't believe I said that. But yeah, if, uh, if you're watching, this is a fight you don't want to miss. This is uh, going to be a bantamweight fight and it's a title bout. So you don't want to miss this fight because I think uh, everything could, could be over in a blink or it could go all three rounds. So let's see what happens, but my vote is for my friend, Mr. Dhruv Chaudhary. All the best to you. Uh, should we move on? Yes, to the and final fight. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest fight of the night, in my opinion, is between Sanjeet Budwar against a monster in his own right. At the back, I'm not going to... Abdi Mitalipov. <laughs> yeah, that, okay, whatever he said. Uh, from Kyrgyzstan, and we have seen this guy fight. And he is, he is something. We just watched his fight. First, first of all, let's talk about Sanjeet Budwar, okay? So Sanjeet Budwar, again, a pro who has been around in the country. I think he has been in MFN since the early days of MFN. Very beginning. He's got yeah. 10, uh, 10 fights and his record is 8-2. Eight 8-2, eight so 8 victories in, uh, and I think he has appeared in all of MFN then? I guess so. Okay. So, amazing, amazing fighter, great boxer. You don't want to stand with him because you try to stand in front of him, he knocks you out with body punches, which we have seen in the past. So, Sanjeet Budwar, um, very, very talented guy, but here's my problem with him. He's very, very one-dimensional in my opinion because we haven't gotten to see his ground game yet, okay? And MMA is not just boxing, it's not just kickboxing, it's not just countering, it's also about how well you adapt to the situations when things go south, right? And uh, At Atabek, Atabek has proven to be one of those guys who is super strong on the ground. He has some finishes uh, with a Kimura armbar position. He uh, takes people down and then does not let them get up. He has that uh, Dagestani style of fighting where uh, they will just take you on the ground and maul you. So that's why I'm very, very excited to see this fight and see how Sanjeet manages to uh, tackle a different kind of problem which is now presented to him against by uh, one of the better talented guy, Atabek from Kyrgyzstan. So I think this is the fight that I'm going to go against the Indian guys that we have been picking and I'll go with Atabek just because he has been so dominant in the past in the fights that I've seen him and uh, Sanjeet Budwa will have to face a big amount of he challenge if he's unprepared. He'll have to uh, bring in some cards that he's not shown us before yes. because uh, in MFN 9 we, ha we could see a smaller guy in Dorje uh, control, yeah. control him uh, on mount for the full round and this guy this other guy is 
is going down, coming down from flyweight, I think. Yeah, I think he's a bigger guy as well. Yeah, I think, he's, like... I think he's coming down from a, a heavier weight and he's cutting down. And it's going to be a challenge, like you said, because we've seen Sanjit struggle when he and when his back hits the mat. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm going to choose uh, our friend Atabek too, because I think it's uh, been too long that Sanjit hasn't lost. And I think uh, if he has to lose to someone, it has to be a much better fighter than he is. Yes. Because Sanjit, I don't think anybody in India today can beat Sanjit. That's true. Uh, so hopefully it is going to be Atapek. And maybe after this loss, Sanjit goes down to his drawing boards, gets his wrestling and jiu-jitsu on point and dominates the world. Yeah, that's what we want. I mean, he's an Indian fighter. He's a brother. But who knows? What if what if he just knocks him I first mean, round? We've, we've then we'll be that. eating our words. So I want to. I want to. We want I'm to. Amazed. We're just basing these opinions out of the fights we see. Yes. Because we also train as MMA fighters or grapplers. So we just see technicalities. And but a fight is a fight. Uh, yeah. The similar challenge was posed by Chaitanya Gavali, who is a very well-rounded fighter. But uh, Sanjit just picked him up. Picked him apart, yeah. Yeah, picked him apart. That was it. One body shot and Chaitanya could not recover from that, yeah. you know. So it could go everywhere uh, just based on the stats and also the incumbency factor that has become Sanjit Bhutwa that is undefeatable. So I think it'll be exciting if Atabek puts up a display and Sanjit loses. If he, if he wins, he wins, bro. I mean, he is one of the greatest fighters in the country. But if he loses, hopefully he goes back to his uh, drawing room Tell his coaches, bro, wrestling and jiu-jitsu needs work. Because Sanjit, I think you are one of the fighters that can represent the country on much bigger platforms too. Why stop here? You know, you've already made your name for, for yourself in the Indian circuit. Go outside, smash people. You know, get name, fame, fortune for yourself. Not for me or Piyush or anyone else. So yeah, there it is. I mean, that's a wrap for MFN 10. Obviously, we've not mentioned all the fights. There are. There is also an interesting featherweight bout between Fabricio and Aziz that you should check out. We also have a flyweight bout between Musa Reich versus Clinton de Cruz. This is going to be a banger because both fighters are very, very talented. And the last uh, but not the least, we have a flyweight bout between Arsenba Ozukum. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll have to yeah, Asenba Zukum and Dinesh Singh yeah. Naroe, Naorem. Yeah. Okay. The last part, the last bout of the evening would be the flyweight bout between Arsemba Ozukum and Dinesh. Uh, both uh, fighters that uh, I do, have not followed much. Uh, Arsemba Ozukum uh, yet, but Dinesh, I saw him at the uh, Road to MFN. I hope uh, they have a banger of a fight, but yeah, you should definitely watch them out, uh, support upcoming talent. So, any parting words? I would say that the next few uh, weeks are going to be very, very delightful for the fight fans because we have UFC 281 that's coming up. We already discussed it in our previous podcast. So, if you want to go watch that, please do. And uh, then we have MFN 10 coming up. So, it's going to be an exciting uh, two weeks of MMA for the Indian MMA fans and the fans worldwide. So looking forward to it. Let's see how it pans out and how many times have we chosen the wrong fighter. Yes. That's the name of the game. Even the best get it wrong. Like Charles Sonnen, he had a reputation of always picking, betting the wrong fighter. So let's see what happens. Uh, we are go definitely going to watch very exciting fights. That cannot be off the table. Yes. So, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, my friends uh, or fight fans, if you're into the fight, uh, fighting game in the country and if you want some 
dope information, please check out Rebel Radio India. Uh, we are available on all platforms. And please come and train with us at Rebel MMA India. Yes, if you are in Delhi Gurgaon, please come and train with us. Uh, we also, like I was saying, we are also on YouTube. Uh, do follow our page, that is Rebel Radio India on Instagram. Uh, do comment because we are trying to do this for the community. And thank you so much for watching us so far. This is going to be the fourth episode. So until next time, this is me and my friend Piyush signing off. Peace. All right.